We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome once again to Pod Maverick. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow. We are joining you live a little earlier than we've been recording. It's 8 p.m. on Tuesday, August 15th. I'm joined by Josh Bow of Mavs Moneyball and Pod Maverick. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing good. You see behind me, Kirk, my window. There is sunlight still mm. coming out of it. So uh, we're doing it. We're we're recording. Before the sun is gone, which is, I don't think we do that very often. So, no, no, so it's a true. good night. It's a good that's day. True. Like it, the, <laughs> the podcast is literally called After Dark. Yeah. Um, normally, just because when it's in season, we're obviously doing game recaps, and there's very few of these we do during the daytime. But uh, that's kind of here we are. So, uh, you know, it's it's been a long weekend. You uh, took some time. Uh, I drove to Kansas City and back, which was, uh, it could have been a more pleasant drive. Lots of Oklahoma involved. Um, mm-hmm. But I did have cell service because I upgraded my network to 5G. Uh, and so I, I didn't drive through Oklahoma terrified uh, <laughs> and, you know, listening to, to different shows. And so I kind of sped home on Saturday. I was with my folks uh, and I sped home on Saturday because I really, really wanted to be back to watch the Hall of Fame induction for, for Dirk Nowitzki. And you know, it, I just can't speak highly enough about how cool everything was for Dirk, Dwayne Wade, Tony Parker, um, and Pau Gasol, uh, you know, along with the various basketball coaches like Gary Blair from Texas A&M was inducted. And like, I've, you know, I followed women's basketball for, you know, kind of tangentially here and there. I didn't know he got his start at South Oak Cliff, like just like it was all sorts of like just learned a lot over the weekend that you know it's it's kind of it's a little disappointing like 
the the uh that it wasn't kind of broadcast on a different network with like one of the various nba partners i mean i know the naismith basketball hall of fame is is it's not nba hall of fame it is the basketball hall of fame so i'm sure there there's maybe some rights issues but like it was, it was kind of hard to go like it seemed like lots of people couldn't see it because it was on nba tv and it was just like disappointing because i'll tell you what man it was probably the coolest award show i've seen in a long time and it fucking included various Spurs and Dwayne Wade. So it's like, I had lots of reasons to not like this and it was just outstanding. Yeah. I think it helped. I mean, I'm, this is probably part of it, but the, obviously I didn't watch it live, but catching up on it, um, there wasn't a lot of like commercial breaks. Nope. It was, you know, and that's probably part of why it's not, you know, if it was on primetime on ABC, for example, there would be, a lot more commercial breaks. They'd be selling a lot more ad space for that. So it, it kind of felt a little more intimate and real and genuine than mm-hmm. you see from these types of like shows, these ceremonies. So uh, that was really cool. Um, and I think it was cool. Like it was just a really good class and everyone seemed to be in good spirits. Uh, everyone seems to be in good health, which always helps. And it was just, it was just a good time to see those guys tell stories and, and, and be heartfelt. That's right. And and what I really loved about it is it seemed you said something like everybody seemed to be having a good time. And what it strikes me as is like making your way up to Springfield, Massachusetts is probably a hike. It's probably a hike if you're a supersized human being that has has to fit into normal sized vehicles and to get all up there. And it's probably not that fun to like plan for because it's like, oh, I got to go here. But it's kind of like getting together with some of your friends that you you know you want to see, but you don't really want to put in the effort. And then you go and you have a great time, and it's like, why don't we do this more often? <laughs> and, and that kind of seemed to be kind of the vibe of the weekend. You know, Becky Hammond got inducted to the Hall of Fame. The 1976 women's, uh, I think it was like the first women's Olympics, but uh, uh, USA team got inducted. And there was a couple more coaches, a D3 guy who gave a really good speech. It's like he went through, he's like talking about the rest of his family. And it's like one of the most accomplished sounding families that I've ever heard of. It was like, why is just, it was just great to hear like, like people being proud of what they've accomplished in a way that did not feel like puffery or anything ridiculous. It was, it was just a whole lot of fun. You know, on Friday, it was when they got their jackets and their rings. That was not televised as far as I could find, but I also was with my parents that day, so I could be mistaken. And they get these orange jackets, and obviously orange for a basketball, but brother, they are heinous looking. <laughs> so all of them bad. are. I think the NFL jackets are like mustard gold, <laughs> right? So bad. So all, yeah. And I don't really like I don't really get it, but it was just like great to see everyone get one and and then the next night, so they go through and the speeches are all, uh, I don't really, I'd be curious to know. And if anyone in the comments knows or wants to leave a, you know, shoot us an email, I'd be curious to know as to how they pick the order. So the players all got longer speeches and the, the fact that there were some coaches that got to get a, like, they were presented with, you know, they're in, uh, in, in, enshrined in the Hall of Fame, but they're often pre-recorded video messages. It was real back and forth because, like, lots of people were asking me, like, why is Dirk Nowitzki not going last? Why is Dwayne Wade going last? Because pretty sure most, like, top 25 lists would have Dirk above Wade. Like, it's, you know, I guess you could make an argument, but I don't know what that argument would be. Um, but I didn't care. That was the thing I found out about tonight. It's like, I didn't care. Tony Parker had has four rings and a finals MVP. You know, Pau Gasol, 
has a couple of rings himself, pretty sure. And yep. you know, is a don like is is just an incredibly decorated player. Is just it, it, it. I didn't find myself caring because everybody's speech felt very true to who they were. Like Tony Parker was oddly hilarious. He told a really cool story about how uh, when the Spurs lost to the Mavericks in 2006 in that really epic uh, semi-conference finals matchup, he was really upset for Michael Finley, who had joined the team because of, um, I want to say it was, didn't, didn't the Mavericks have to amnesty him? Yes, they did. And so he said for the 2007, like the, that season, he all his only goal was he wanted to win a ring for Michael Finley. I'd never heard that. Also, had kind of forgotten Michael Finley won a ring with the Spurs. I did too. <laughs> you know, just I mean, it's such a long time ago. It's 15 yeah. years ago at this point. Uh, but it's just like like stories like that. Pau Gasol's uh, speech was like really heartfelt, kind of awkward. Dirk's was great. My, uh, I, I contend that now Dirk has the best haircut of his career by far. Um, it's just it's short. It looks like a like a, a strong dad haircut. Um, he had a great it, suit. I love you. Liked suit. the double breasted suit. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Okay. Uh, it might be a little corny or old school, but I thought it looked good on him. I, that's, that's, I mean, he the colors look, look good. Yeah. The colors did look, the, the double breasted of it all. I know, I was it like, was kind of silly. It's like, is he a night court? Like, I know. This, this is like, what is going on here? I, he, he was still so funny. Um, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk the entire Mavs fan base into believing it was Dalton Trigg who he had to shush at the start of his speech. <laughs> It was not Dalton, but we're just going to propagate that lie because uh, it's that kind of year. Dalton was there. Uh, Grant Afsus was there. But, it, you know, the room's pretty small, so it's like you didn't really get, like, the, the best of seats. Um, did they let they, anyone in? Was they it, did. Fans were, were up high. But, I mean, everybody down below, you pan, like, the crowd, and it's like basketball royalty. Yeah. I like, didn't know they let public in at all. I thought it was just only – you know, invite only. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I get, I mean, it was like Dalton was up there cause he got some good pictures uh, from mm-hmm. up high, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, and where, and so then there's Dwayne Wade's speech, which it, it was very good, but I'm never going to give Dwayne Wade too much credit for anything. Cause he's, cause he's <laughs> Dwayne Wade, but um, you know, it's, it was just, it's nice to hear. It's a capstone on a career. We have celebrated a ton and getting to see, you know, like Bob Sturm wrote a piece for his, uh, Substack that I enjoyed. Brian Damaris wrote a piece, and like these are guys who have covered Dirk from a professional sense or been around him in one sense or another for longer than you and I, because we've been fans. I mean, we were teenagers yeah. um, when Dirk was drafted, and so it's just it's a different situation. I, Mark Stein's coverage was peak as always. Um, he he just just really lovely coverage from everything, and it's not like you ever really put Dirk to bed but you know we we i ran a piece from from one of our right or from one of our fans of mavs moneyball on on the site about how you know dirk's led like a really satisfied life uh at this point and that's what seems so cool just watching how happy he seems to be so many so many of these guys seem to be like searching for something and pow actually talked about that how hard like the first years are after retirement because you just got to recenter yourself and it's just it was just really great to see to see like Dirk, you know, he's traveling around the world. He's an ambassador for lots of different things. I just had a great time with it. I, I really did. My my favorite part of the whole evening though had to be Dirk's wife. They pan in on the family, and his oh, yeah. wife is sitting, he's got both boys on either side, and the youngest boy was doing the exact same thing that he did at the Jersey retirement ceremony, which was making it very clear 
he did not care. <laughs> and it was so funny to me because his, you know, his wife is just this stunningly beautiful woman. And she has this look of mom angst. And my wife was dying because she's just <laughs> like, yeah, that would be what if, if you were getting an award for anything, your son would not care. And it's just that's parenthood in a nutshell. It was, it, it was great. It was yeah. Great. yeah, it was a good time. Uh, you know, Dirk is, I think, something that maybe like we know this, but now the, now everyone knows this is that he's a he's a funny guy. Like, Very. I think I saw a lot of reactions that were like, wow, that was like he's a funny like he's got some dry wit to him. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought his speech was on the money, just in terms of kind of encompassing who he is and what he's about. I thought it was kind of fun to contrast, like, because you know, obviously, Mavs fans don't have a like they're not fans of Tony Parker and Dwayne Wade, obviously because of the rivalries. But I think anyone can appreciate that they're somewhat ambassadors of the game in in certain ways. Uh, and it's kind of funny to see like all of these stalwarts, Dirk and Pop and Wade and Gasol and Parker all have this moment and then like contrast it with like what's happening in the real NBA with like Damian Lillard and like James Harden and Daryl Borey. And it was just a reminder like Dirk and, you know, those other guys too. Like it's not just Dirk, but those guys are like one of one and you're just not going to see, you know, those guys are special and they're that's why they're Hall of Famers uh, and that's why they're so beloved in their communities, especially Dirk. And uh, it was just, it was just a reminder of that to me, like seeing everything going on in the real NBA with the hall of fame. It was just like, yeah, there's not going to be another Dirk. And we knew that already, but it was just another, you know, another reminder. Yep. Yep. And you know, it reminded me. So like I refer to this piece probably once every two to three years, like 10 years ago. And it was when Kobe retired, uh, our former colleague and friend Andy Tobo wrote this long piece. I've got it linked on my Twitter. Um, it's kind of hard to find, but it it was a really like pretty piece about how I'm just going to read you a section of it. And and it, he he wrote, "Where am I going as a basketball fan as they begin to leave? As these lights I loved go dark, it's hard to imagine that another era could be for me what this one was." I suppose that I know one thing is the years go on. If they're lucky for us, I will find myself often again where these ladders started as old people do revisiting the golden age. And one of the finest ornaments has gone on ahead, limping away at last. Now he's obviously talking about Kobe, which is particularly interesting because Andy didn't really care about Kobe, but I really think about that whole section and think about it often just in relation to these players, because one of the things I have a hard time with is, are we, do we love these guys because they were there in our formative years or do we love these guys because they were special or was it both? Uh, because with each passing year, there's always new stars and, and it's, it's fun to just think about, cause I really don't think there's a good answer. Um, but when you're watching, you know, you're watching all these packages and you see the way these guys talk about each other, like Chris Bosch is openly talking about how Dirk scores over him to take away an NBA championship and doing so in a way like, sort of re like just with a sense of respect that's so cool kevin garnett who dirk cooked and a lot of those guys didn't really like kevin garnett had such like kind of really incredible things to say and like the pre-speech highlights about pow and him and it's just i don't know i i i love that part of this i love that part of sports basketball doesn't get to that often enough because there's so much like drama in the day-to-day -day and like 
you know, you refer to like the James Harden and Damian Lillard of it all right now. You like, you wonder if one day we'll be able to like push past all the nonsense and only remember the really cool parts. I hope so. I hope so because basketball is a neat sport. Yeah. And it helped. I, you know, I definitely understand the nostalgia part, but I guess an argument for it actually was like this. It wasn't just nostalgia is, you know, the era of guys playing a guaranteed eight to 10 Mm. years is gone. It's just gone. I mean, James Harden is an MVP and his resume. I mean, he's got a hall of fame resume. Really? Um, He's played for how many teams? Like three or four teams? He's asked, Kevin- for, he's asked for three trade requests. In, <laughs> yeah. in Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant has changed teams a couple times. He's made a trade request. Like, you know, LeBron's changed teams like three or four times, and he's going to go down as at least the second greatest player that's ever played the sport. So I think part of that era that was that made it so special was it was like, yeah, like Dirk and KG and Duncan played each other like four times a year for like 10 years. Like you bought, like you forge rivalries through that kind of repetition and competition. Yep. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to swing back. The pendulum swings back, like with the way, you know, future CBAs work out or, or how guys, you know, want to brand their image. Maybe like loyalty makes a comeback in terms of being like a brandable aspect. I know Lillard has kind of tried to latch onto that. So we'll see, but that's part of like, you know, that was just built into the game. Just guys just didn't, didn't do that yeah right. he just didn't do that it just wasn't part of the game it wasn't part of you know it wasn't easy is, to do yeah. in the cba which again it's not knocking anyone it was just, just different the air. yeah it was it's just different, different. Yeah. yeah and that is you know i'm, I'm looking you know i always look forward we, we do this once a year once every two years there's always something dirk related and i think you know we'll circle back on the same stories but the mavericks did such a wonderful job of sending dirk off between the hall you know between the um you know his last his final home game uh, the the statue unveiling and the jersey retirement. I mean, there's just been a lot of yeah. stuff where it's just like you feel like they did everything right by a guy who deserved everything to go right. So yeah. I don't know. It's not that we're going to bury it, but there's just this was the not, last. This was the last yeah. big one. Yeah, this is yeah. the last big one, and we managed to get you know 20 more minutes out of it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
times. Um, before we move <laughs> on to to a couple more things, just wanted to ask if you could to go ahead and like the stream. You know, it's a mid-August show. We ain't got anybody in here despite the number of subscribers that we have, and that's okay. I'm going to get better about regular posting so you guys can know when to expect if you'd like to join the live show. If you could also go ahead and hit subscribe if you are new and or are interested in that, I would be very, very grateful. Um, at some point in here, we're going to be having more live reads and things like that, just because that's, you know, Josh and I certainly don't do this for the money, but we do, uh, it, it, if we're going to be here, we might as well try a little bit. So things like that will probably be coming um, next season. But for now, you know, you get your YouTube ads and, and that's kind of where we are. Um, a couple news items. You and I were talking before the show, and I can't believe we blanked on this. Uh, but the actual piece of news that matters relative to that, that what folks would want to talk about is like the Mavericks signed Derek Jones Jr. finally to a one-year deal. I was in the middle of Oklahoma when this happened and started laughing out loud in the car as I was driving. Yeah, I guess this gives a sneak preview on our thoughts with the fact that this didn't come up in our pre-show talk. Nope, nope it's not um, in any of the description. Like I just completely <laughs> forgot about it because it happened. Set, it happened. What today's Tuesday, and it happened on Wednesday. It happened like yeah. six days ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny. This is one of the guys I included in that Anchorman meme I made about like I love Jaden Noel. I love Derek Jones Jr. Do you actually love them, or you love them because they're the only remaining free agents? So kind of funny the Mavericks assigned one of those guys but uh it's one of those things where it's like it's fine it's fine it's the last signing it's a minimum deal so I don't even think they cut into their the MLE that they have left so they still have some MLE for buyout season so financially it's a win-win um he fills another position of need and I'm going to be honest I would rather have Derek Jones Jr. on the minimum than that offer sheet they signed they wanted to get Matisse Thibel for uh spicy you might have to like you might have I, to write this even if it's short I this might. is just a great take this because, is a great summertime take yeah i just you know they're kind of similar players i don't know like the dude's way. listed is a forward center and he's six six like what does he do he, he has like great he, pick and roll stats yeah. i mean he's he a looks, wing he's playing big because he can't shoot and he doesn't have perimeter skills so that's why he's running the pick and roll which hey that's cool like if he's gonna want to stay in the league the fact that he's like doing that maybe gives an indication to like his mindset a little bit like because trust me we were big men i know we've only played in high school level but perimeter guys do not want to do big <laughs> they don't want to do big men work and then the job that the big men do so that's right if he's doing that and not you know uh complaining about it uh because he knows that he has to stay in the league because that's the only way then that might be something cool and Hey, we've seen Luca turn these types of guys into productive players. So, um, credit to his agent. I hope, like, if he wanted his guy to have an NBA well, career, play next to Luka Doncic. It's you know? really funny because he backed out of he he turned away a, uh, the final year with the Bulls that was worth more money than the minimum. So somebody yeah. screwed something up. But it's oh, okay. like Glenn Simpson in the in the chat says we just need ten minutes from him a night. And, you know, they might not even need that, but you're right. Like, like it's great though, because, you know, there's a, there's a little side part and just, I'm just going to be candid. I don't care for the concept of Theo Penson. I don't know Theo. I've never spoke with him, never will, but the, I like, I would much rather have Derek Jones Jr. in the 15th spot than Theo Penson. Like I would rather have the actual functioning been in the league NBA player than the small forward who podcasts. And I, I just, this is me. 
And I think that what he he has the opportunity to give Dallas once every three games is fantastic. And if it yeah. if it works, it's great. If it doesn't, okay. Yeah. I mean, think about last year, the what the 13th, 14th, 15th spots were like Composite. They, they rotated guys McKinley out. Really Wright, Kemba Walker, yeah. Frank Nilakina, Theo. And now that's uh Dante Exum, Derek Jones Jr. Again, not stars. And not necessarily, but they just give you just a little, there's just a little bit more there. Um, and it's, you know, it shows what we talked about. Like you, these spots aren't going to make or break your season, but me and you every time in the off season say every spot on the roster gets a chance at some point, injuries, guys sitting out, you don't like at a certain point, Derek Jones Jr. is going to need to play 20 minutes in a game because maybe Grant Williams sprains an ankle and, and, and prosper like negative 15 in those yeah. 20 minutes. Like he just yeah. needs to not die. Yeah. And I, I you know, uh, and is, is the phrase innings eater kind of fair yeah. here with yeah, one so of these I guys? So. I think so. And, and, and at least he fits like an archetype that mm. they need. Um, he, I mean, he's athletic as hell. I mean, he's another, mm-hmm. this is another guy that like can maybe co coax Luca into running a little bit more. Cause he's going to run. Sure. Like, uh, how much have we wanted guys for Luca to like? He, Luca hasn't had anyone to throw alley oops to for like three years besides Dwight Powell, and now he's got Jones and he's got Lively, he's got Prosper. Um, like he's finally got some athletes and some guys that can get out on the open floor. So, again, he's not going to be the difference maker, he's not going to be a guy that plays big minutes in a playoff game. He's not even going to play, he's probably not even going to play in a playoff game if they make the playoffs. But, you know, if you just kind of judge the likelihoods of how the season is going to end up. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, like I would much rather the last signing be someone of his caliber. He's played 344 NBA games. He's career about 18 minute per game guy. Yeah. I mean, he can't score. He can't shoot. He can't pass. He can't dribble. But he's he's big. He's long. He's athletic. He has some tools defensively. And he's showing with the last you know year you know, playing some some four or five as a pick and roll role man that he's willing to experiment with his game to stay on the floor, um, which big you know, that's really is, big. Yeah, I will say the uh, the just just two one one side note because you said Dante Axum earlier. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen a minute of Australian basketball. Have been told though, Axum looks nice, and yeah. I am willing to buy the hype train sight unseen. Throw, throw me a, <laughs> throw me into Dante Exum just for right now. Um, that that really tickled me. I'd, I'd forgotten he was a Maverick for for a brief minute. Also, do you remember the non-trade of 2019 yes. for Derek Jones Jr. and, yeah, and uh, Kelly Olynyk? Man, that would have been an interesting Mavs team. Ma- Mavericks always get their guy. Eventually, that's true. <laughs> uh, speaking of Exum in Australia. I don't want to know if I want to say this into the universe because I don't want people to get mad at me. Mm. But what are we? Is is Josh Green pl- with the Australian team? Yeah. He, okay. He's not playing any. That's okay. <laughs> are we, They're good. Are we, what are we gonna do if he's not? If he doesn't play during the World Cup or he plays and he stinks? I mean, like Dwight Powell played against Germany the other day and did the most. I don't know if you've seen this clip, but there's I like a, there's like the most. It, it's the most Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell has ever Dwight Powelled. It's. In a game they lost, where he like botches an open layup, like like oh, a, it's man. it's impossible, and it's just so much Dwight Powell. 
It was just, it, but the dude plays so hard. And it's just, do you want, do you want to see him flail and fail? Or would you rather see him ride the bench and learn as he's playing? Cause you know, I've really liked, cause he gave an interview. I retweeted it out today. Um, uh, somebody in the chat says, I'm worried about Josh's elbow. He's not playing later today either. Okay. Okay. Th- thank you for that. Didn't guys. he have an elbow? Playing. Didn't yeah. he have an elbow issue last year too? He did. Didn't that, didn't that so keep him out for a while? Yeah. I mean, it's something to keep an eye on. Um, I just well, want him to look good in these other because, like, we just talking. don't see him play ever. Yeah. He didn't play summer league. He didn't play with the Australian team in the last let Olympics. Him talk, and he gives this interview today where he talks about like playing for his country. He didn't give it today. Who, Dwight or Josh? Interview. Josh. Josh okay. Green. And like, there's I don't know. He's just talking like a different guy. Like he never struck okay. me as the most confident dude. And so hearing him with like a, a like a sense of pride in his voice, I don't know. I just. I'm trying to buy in on Josh Green. It's mm-hmm. probably something I'll never be able to do, but I'm going to fake it until I make it to a degree. But <laughs> yeah, um, and and so you know we somehow managed to get we're 25 minutes in. We didn't talk about the next piece of news that that was on our thing. There was, you know, the the NBA is is now slowly trickling out schedule related stuff. They're making it a multi day affair, which I think is fine. I don't think we even touched on the fact that the Mavericks uh, when they when the the Christmas Day and opening day games are released because that might have happened in between the last time we talked too. For opening day, the Dallas Mavericks, I think they're hosting the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, Victor Wembanyama, who now has a purple streak in his hair, uh, or, you know, do, do not want. Um, and then on Christmas Day, the Mavericks play the Denver Nuggets, which is, you know, it's a fantastic. Playing the Suns. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking. I was thinking Devin Booker, and I said just because because of the Suns beat him. You're right. They're playing the Suns, okay. and I, that's a fantastic Christmas Day game. Just just right. It's just vitriol and sass, and the Mavericks could get destroyed. But I cannot wait. Yeah, I think um, the NBA is leaning into that Booker Luca like good after that that playoff series. I think they're leaning into that, trying to make that a rivalry. Good. Which the could, Mavericks. Yeah. The Mavericks should get run off the floor based on the talent disparity, but I don't care. I give me give me that game. I yeah. am pumped. That's a yeah. lot of superstars on the floor at one time. Luca will be juiced. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the the today they did the group play schedule release for the NBA in season tournament. I can't believe they haven't given this like a real name. Like they're really just going with in season tournament. I mean, I think they like, so they can't it's funny. call it the Kobe Bryant Cup or the the Wilt Chamberlain they, it, well, Classic. It does, have, it does have something, but it's like oh. it's it's so difficult because <laughs> us NBA lifers just hate this on its yes. face. Like Mark Stein hates it, and he's a big football guy, uh, a Europe European football, obviously. But it's like you got to start somewhere if you're going to try to start new traditions. And, you know, it's like the play-in doesn't really seem to work for people now. It's been a couple of years, but I still like it. Um, I like the plan. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm willing to give this a shot. Like the Mavericks, gosh, who do they play? Like they play the I've Nuggets. Got pulled up. Okay. You do? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, they play uh, the Nuggets Friday, November 3rd. The Clippers Friday, November 10th. New Orleans uh, Tuesday, November 14th. And Houston uh, Tuesday, November 28th. The Clippers and the Houston games are home, Denver, uh, New Orleans on the road. Yep. And, and so they're basically it's so it's in season, it's group play, but like these are still regular seat, like they're not like these games still count toward the regular season standings, right? Or yep. no? They do. Okay. They do. The only game that doesn't count towards the standings, I think, is like the final two games of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. 
What's it say here? The team with the best record in each group will advance, as well as two wild card teams. The team from each conference with the best record in group play that finishes second in its group. Those eight teams will play in a single elimination tournament, culminating in a championship where the winning uh, where the winning team gets the NBA Cup and a cash prize. That cash prize is pretty important. Um, I think I think everybody's That's underselling this. Yeah. Because it's like you get these guys, you know, it's like Damian Lillard might not care because he's making X bajillion dollars, but for, um, but for like Derek Jones Jr., like winning that, like that's like that could double, like that that could give him 50% more salary on the year. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good cash prize. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's fun because the, the the Mavericks group play stuff is some good teams. Like it's all it's it's Houston. You know, Houston's probably the worst one out of who they're playing. And they'll be feisty this this season Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, my thing is like I'm, you know, I'm part of the like I don't really care for it. It's one of those things though where I think if I wasn't doing this, like if I was just a normal person that watched basketball and didn't do a podcast and didn't write for a website and like right. had no media connection to it, I pro- I could probably get into it. But for someone that has to like cover the league and cover a team, it just feels like extra stuff that More i'm just homework. like yeah, yes yeah i don't want to learn no thing you know like like yeah. what comes to mind I, I said this earlier it's like no new friends like that's yeah. <laughs> i don't want to do it yeah i don't want to so, do it so if fans are excited for it like i'm not gonna knock them for it yeah um while i'm thinking about it your camera died out no, there I for know. a minute um, I'm working on it. Did, did you happen to see Derek lively throw the throw throw some of the opening like the opening pitch in a rangers game earlier this week Oh, I didn't. I saw um, videos online of him like warming up. It's and a good on the pitch. field. I didn't see. Okay, he did good. It, it, he, I mean, it went high, but who cares? Yeah. Like he well, got yeah, it there he's... and it's straight line, and I was like, yes. Well, good. Uh, I saw some hilarious pictures of him standing next to some like sub six foot tall Rangers players, uh, and that was hilarious. It was but like all, me standing next to my wife. The, we're all part of the same species, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's like one of those photos. He made the. Really he made professional. Thing professional athletes look like toddlers like standing next to some of them is pretty funny that's right okay now the last piece that i want to talk about so um meta robinson our overseas correspondent Mm -hmm. just did i mean like number one i love when she writes like she's probably the most consistent person we have on staff by a country mile so you hear me mavs moneyball writers the rest (laughs) of you meta is the standard Turns in great stuff. Uh, we're getting some hilarious camera feedback with you tonight. I don't know why. Oh my Thank god! You. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> Might be time to uh, upgrade <laughs> the nondescript brand I bought from Amazon three years ago. Josh, and get something Josh real. Is getting, what is it? You're getting like pulled into the matrix by your camera. That's great. Let's try that uh, again. Well, we're almost done here. So if it it dies. Um, yeah. So in the chat, someone asked if we watched Josh Green and Australia team. No, we haven't. Honestly, I've been able to watch far less of um, the the World Cup uh, kind of like friendly matches than I wanted to. I'm going to try to. They're harder it. to watch. You got to seek them out in a way, yeah. but it's like I'm I'm gonna watch this stuff if I have to. Also, my day job has just sucked ass, which has been really not great. But anyway, so Meta wrote this this really fantastic piece where um, I don't know how she got this stuff. Uh, I don't want to butcher the guy's name. Um, he, he's Lucas Trainer, uh, uh, Anze Masek. I don't know M A C E K. Uh, he's he's been Lucas Trainer for a couple of years, and just gave some. Okay, he he said this to the the Slovenian media sport club. Uh, um, 
uh, outlet uh, this last weekend. And he, he gave a lot of great quotes, which, you know, she translated English, which is just, if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, who's been wanting Luca to get in great shape, it really seems like that this has been this this has been a a summer step in the right direction. Josh and I have talked for five years about Luca and fitness being a journey. Uh, he gave a quote like this: "Shortly after his arrival from Dallas, we had a frank conversation. We realized that the time we have at our disposal is a great advantage. I told him that mm-hmm. he can silence all negative and malicious comments for good this summer." He quickly told me that it doesn't even touch him, which is not surprising. Like if Luca listened to criticism, he, you know, that was some of this stuff would have changed earlier, but self-motivation is extremely important. He goes on to say he was extremely motivated. He wanted to do something. He is also driven by the last two experiences as if he would like to make amends for the result at Eurobasket in 2022, even if he was not to blame for the wasted opportunity. The unfolding of the NBA season also fueled him. So it's just, it's great. I mean, the pictures with Luca, we're, we're going to talk about this until he's like 50 years old. He just has the body type, which I think is relatable to a lot of us. It's just like, you know, you eat a lot of salt, drink a lot of beer, you're going to swell up. Like it just, it happens. But his arms look good. He looks skinny. Um, his legs still look like tree trunks, which is very, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just, he's just a monster. Um, I, I'm, I, to, to feel anything other than bullish about Luca seems silly. You know, that's why we haven't really talked about him a lot this summer. Yeah. And I think one of the things we talked about about this season where we were trying to like, we were in the hell of it and we knew that the season had gone down the toilet and we're just trying to talk about like, okay, well, what else do we say besides this team sucks? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is we're trying to think of like, all right, so what are some, what are some takeaways that could be good down the road? And it's like, you know, this is the most failure Lucas has ever experienced as a professional. And sometimes it takes something dramatic like this to shake you into some sort of change because his first few NBA seasons, I mean, he had everything figured out. I mean, he, as a rookie, he lit the the league on fire, came back his second year. He's already first team all NBA. He's shooting 70% at the rim. He looks like a LeBron James. They get to the bubble. Um, He makes a game winner in game four. He, he destroys in their prime, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, two all NBA wing defenders and back to back years in the playoffs, even though the Mavs lost, but he looked fantastic. And they go to the Western Conference Finals one year. Like he he was doing everything and he never he didn't he looked immortal as a basketball player. And I think this past season, even though like statistically he probably put up his best season, uh, you could definitely see the, you know, some 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 weak spots. Um uh, and obviously the team had some some weaknesses that he himself couldn't overcome. So um, sometimes it takes, you know, you look down the line of all the greatest NBA players, you can point to moments of failures in their careers where they took that moment and said, okay, I'm going to take this and become something better from it. I mean, just good Lord, how many examples can we point to with Dirk where he, he experienced, you know, failure that would have crushed some other athletes and he managed to rise above it. So, you know, this is, you know, this was the, the you don't want to call it a benefit. It's not good to have a, a crappy season uh, where you finish 10th with a, we fit 11th in the conference with one of the best players in the league. Um, but if he can use that as motivation to reach another level, then, you know, all, all for it. Yep. Yep. Oh, goodness. Well, I think that about, uh, that about wraps it up. Our, uh, 
Boy, these are much easier when there's stuff to talk about, huh? No, it is. It is. It's like we've had some, you know, it makes me worry for one of these summers where we don't have any international ball. And, yeah. and it's like, what are we going to talk about? But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, trying to think if there's, you know, anything I I had like wanted to, to share. Um, I'm like getting overly invested in fantasy football as always. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's that time. Where it's like, I'm ready to be hurt again. How was, uh, that was the first time you made the drive to KC? In a while. Yeah, I've done it before, oh. but it's been 15, 20 years. Yeah. So it was, you know, it's not bad. That's a, Kansas City is an interesting town. Um, my folks live downtown. There's been a lot of attempts at urban renewal to a degree, mm-hmm. um, which were pretty nice. Uh, it's, it's just funny though. Like I, I, we have this talk every now and again, cause I think you're pretty like sick of like the Dallas suburban sprawl, like as a concept, <laughs> um, which, you know, I can understand, but you and I both work from home. And so now that I get to do that, it kind of yeah. makes that out, but it's just like being in a, being in like a tightly packed city. It was like some, had some great, you know, I have great food every city you go to, but it was nice to get out and about, do something a little different uh, with the kid. Um, you'll, you'll laugh at this. I, I absolutely forgot it was my mother's birthday. Like while I was there, great, great son, really top notch, top notch work by me. Hey, at least you were there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, you saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, right? I did. It's awesome. Ten it's of so ten. fun. Yeah, ten of it's, ten. Everybody go see the damn great. thing. Yeah, it's a great time. Great time at the movies. Yeah, can't took I, my, I took my little brother. He he's not even a Ninja Turtles guy. He 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 loved it. He had a great yeah, time. It, it, I, I went and saw it at Alamo, so it was like thirty minutes of old cartoon mm-hmm. and and toy commercials, which was outstanding. Um, looking looking forward to trying to cajole my son and going to uh, going to see that one again. But yeah, did, past that, you know, did you so, know they put the uh, the old the eighty nineteen eighties series on some streaming like platform? I think like uh, Paramount or. Something like Nickelodeon. Yeah, someone got the rights finally to the original, and it's like out there. Like I saw, I was on hundred episodes. Yeah, I was on YouTube TV last night, and it was on Nickelodeon at like nine thirty at night. Like one of like an episode from nineteen eighty seven, and I was like, "Uh, okay. Well, the the best part was like after it, my wife like, and she just does stuff like this because she can. She's the breadwinner. She just goes to the toy store with Parker and buys. (laughs) <laughs> almost every action figure she could come across and i was like why did you do that this child has too many toys and she was like well my mom never let me have any of this stuff she said i was she said we weren't allowed to play with it and so it's like mm. okay, okay pretty good reason whereas yeah. me i was a spoiled shit and had like the technodrome and the blimp so that that, that won't <laughs> shock anybody but I, <laughs> I was with you i had the ninja i had the power rangers i had the talking sword and i felt like a god at school the lion sword that talks for the white ranger sword it was amazing wow. it was the king what a reference well on <laughs> that um i'll probably try to host a friday show i did it a couple of weeks ago and not a lot of people turned up <laughs> i listen anybody it's that time of year um if but i'll probably try to do so again and see if there's anything else we can talk about maybe i might cajole People might come up because of the Jarek Jones thing. People That's seem true. to want to join when there's roster roster moves. So That's true. And and I would um I would like to I might cajole Dalton to see if he wants to come on because he you know going up Springfield is is pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh man. So Leo in the chat wants to know. know that it was a it was a tiger, Shit. not a lion. Wow, I'm getting sorry. Power Ranger shame. I'll release a statement on Twitter. I'm uh, mm-hmm. an apology. That's a bad one. 
Guys, thanks so much for hanging out. This has been a lot of fun. Josh and I enjoy spending time with you guys. Hope you uh, will tell your friends. And, you know, we'll be back on this horse soon, getting a lot more regular shows. And till then, just uh, go out and, uh, you know, try to stay out of this horrendous Texas heat. And we will talk with you guys soon. Go Mavs.